Hi, I'm Mark, and thank you for joining me on Words of Truth today. I appreciate you coming along for the ride. Today, we're going to be talking about communication pitfalls. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about our relationships, including how we communicate. Well, the Bible says a lot about a lot of things, and this is one of those ones that we probably don't think much about. You see, how we listen to people and what we say and don't say can either build or destroy the connections we have with those around us. And the good news is that God's Word tells us how to avoid many of the common pitfalls that can damage our relationships. In Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, habit number five is seek first to understand, then to be understood. And even though that's not a Christian book, I think that's an outstanding thing to remember. Seek first to understand, then be, then to be understood. How often have we been in conversations with people, and before we really try to understand what they're trying to tell us, we jump in with a reply. I think you know what, you're t what I'm talking about. And most of the time, we're replying out of our own experience. And don't take the time to really understand what the other person is going through. And then an argument ensues because neither party is talking, is taking the time to first understand and vice versa. Maybe we're talking and somebody else jumps in and they're replying out of their experience. And so let's find out what the Bible has to say about communication pitfalls. You see, God considers our communication to be very, very important. He tells us in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Did you hear that? Death and life, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees one time, and he told them in Matthew chapter 12, brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Wow, that says something about the heart, doesn't it? A good man, out of good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. So again, the condition of the heart. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. We don't often think about that, do we? For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Wow, those are pretty strong words about our communication. I wonder how often we think about that. James wrote in James chapter 3, 5 to 8, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest is lit on fire, is it's kindled by fire? And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. Wow, there's a strong statement. For every kind of beast and birds, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. You see, if we speak without thinking, we'll probably display the fruits of thinking without God. And since God is judging our every idle word, we need to give our words careful attention.
And so one pitfall of communication is not listening. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 2 and 13 says, A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. That's what we've been talking about. He doesn't listen, he just talks. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. You see, communication is one of the most important skills we have in life. In fact, whether you like it or not, the fact is that all of us spend most of our waking hours communicating in some fashion. And the fact is that we're all taught how to read and write, and we're all taught how to talk, but how many of us are really taught how to listen? I don't ever remember taking a class in university on the skill of listening, but we need to learn that skill, the skill of listening to the other person with the objective of understanding their point of view before we share our own. Another pitfall in communication is simply saying something wrong. Have you ever done that? You say something, you walk away, you go, oh man, I wish I hadn't have said that. Well, how do we avoid that? Well, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19 says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. And Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23 says, If you keep your mouth shut, you will stay out of trouble. <laughs> the Bible really does say that. You see, keeping our mouths shut is a sure way of not saying something we'll regret later. But we can't get through life without communicating at all, can we? <clears throat> but Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19, talked about a multitude of words. That, that's what generally causes the problem, right? We just talk too much. And be careful to think before you talk and choose your words carefully. Whatever we say should be edifying with an intent to reflect the nature of Christ and to glorify God. I think this will also help us not to respond to people out of defensiveness. I mean, we all want to defend what we say or what we do, right? But this isn't a place for defense. It's a time to listen and to understand. Another pitfall for Christians is using the Lord's name in vain. Exodus chapter 20, verse 7 says, Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. And then Jesus said in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 to 37, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of you of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven or for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black, but let your be a yes be yes and your no no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. You see, God's name is precious and sacred, and it deserves our highest respect. God allowed his name to be used on oaths and promises in the Old Testament times. But Jesus told Christians not to swear at all. We should be as careful with our words and promises as if we had sworn, because as Christians, we're a representative of God in our words and actions. 
I wonder if we think about how we throw the name of God around. The Bible has other things to say about disrespectful, foul, or abusive language. For example, Exodus 22, 28 says, You shall not revile God, nor curse a ruler of your people. Of your people. Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 10 to 12, And especially those who walk according to the flesh, in the lust of uncleanness, and despise authority, they are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries, whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation, accusation against them before the Lord. But these, like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand and will utterly perish in their own corruption. How many times do people today speak carelessly about those who rule over us in disrespectful ways. It's obnoxious. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And he said in Ephesians 5 verse 4, Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Our words should always be respectful and uplifting, whether we're talking about God or, or other people. Another pitfall in our communication is lying. Even little white lies. Exodus chapter 20 verse 16 says, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Proverbs chapter 6, verses uh, 16 and uh, 17 says, These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25, Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And John wrote in Revelation chapter 21, verse 27, But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles, that is heaven, or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Those are all pretty serious commands, aren't they? Because God is a God of truth. And lying is the opposite of his very holy nature. Well, our modern world today really doesn't really value truth very much, do they? And it's easy to justify a little lie when it seems to benefit us. But God hates lying and won't allow it in his kingdom. Gossip is another pitfall. Leviticus chapter 19 verse, verse 16 says, You shall not go about as a talebearer among your people, nor shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. Proverbs chapter 16, 27, 28 says, An ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. And Proverbs chapter 26, 20 and 22 says, Fire goes out for lack of fuel, and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. A quarrelsome person starts fights as easy as hot embers light charcoal or fire lights wood. What dainty morsels remorse rumors are, 
but they sink deep into one's heart. Gossips can seem delicious, but it can be deadly to even the best of friends because it can spread like wildfire and can be just as destructive. And when gossip and offensive words are used against us, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, 21 and 22, do not take to heart everything people say, lest you hear your servant cursing you. For many times also your own heart has known that even you have cursed others. I know it's hard to struggle against hatred, bitterness, and a desire for revenge, but as much as is possible, we should try not to take others' words to heart. And when we are hurt, we need to deal with hurtful words. It's best when we need to deal with hurtful words, it's best to take it to that person individually. Seek to understand by listening and let your words in reply be full of grace. Uh, another pitfall, and finally, is sowing discord and causing offense. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 29 says, God hates a false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among brethren. And again, he says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 19, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Wow. You see, our words can have a devastating effect on others. And once that has happened, it's hard to regain that relationship. And so it's better to think about our words in advance and do everything possible to diffuse the explosive ones. And so this week, take some time to consider these various pitfalls to communication. Maybe write down some notes about when this behavior is most a problem for you and think about how you might avoid it. Maybe memorize some of the scriptures I've given you today on that point and ask, ask God to help you to overcome that problem. I hope this has been of a help to you today. If so, will you just take the time to pass it along to somebody else who might need it as well? Thanks for joining me. I hope you join me again next week.